If you work for a living, why do you kill yourself working? From the Willamette Valley, in America's great Pacific Northwest, you are listening to the Ernest Mann Show. I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Coming to you no matter where, what time, or what place you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful, but sometimes incredibly crazy world we all live in. Well, hey there. Thank you for tuning in, or for tuning in again. This is episode number 269, Home Ownership, How the Uber-Rich, Such as Elon Musk and Jeff Brezos, Decide Your Property Rights, How You Own Much Less Than You Think. Wow! What a week, people. Here it is Monday. And it's great to be back. Some of the highlights of the past week. Let's see. We uh, had the migrant and the asylum seekers crisis in New York City. And uh, then there was this company in Corvallis, Oregon, that's opened the first human robot factory in the world. Then there was Madonna's mental breakdown. Hmm, all that is quite a bit to take in. So I decided that what I really want to talk about today is something um, that really concerns you and I. Um, something, you know, on a you know a different level. And um, when I say that, I mean, it's affecting us directly. I'm talking about our property rights or rather, the lack thereof. Now, um, it might seem a surprise to you to find out when you start talking about property, most people have very fixed ideas on exactly what that means, or at least what it should mean. But like so many things in life, those very same people often become very upset when they discover that the rights that they thought they inherently had of their property are simply not the case. Uh, And it really doesn't matter if you do actually own the property or are buying the property. It is this primary reason, a major cause for a situation that is ultimately threatening the very foundation of society in America fake ownership. One very clear symptom of this is the level of social unrest with the next generation of Americans. I'm specifically talking about the people who, you know, and now they're in their 20s and 30s. You see, the people of this generation have been handed a very disagreeable and unworkable deal in two major ways. On the one hand, 
They're facing the current economic realities, such as for the vast number of Americans, obtaining home ownership is simply not possible. The initial cost of having the required down payment, not to mention the income requirements to qualify for the loan, are astronomical. And in the vast majority of cases, only that can be accomplished via two incomes. It is even far more difficult, if not practically impossible, for the vast majority of single people to buy their first home. But perhaps even more importantly is the second part of uh, you know what I wanted to focus on here, because it is you know it's this dysfunctional second part of the situation that I believe is even more damning than the first, and it directly begs the question: even if you manage to get a home, who the hell really owns it anyway? I would like to go into this with a supposition. The supposition is that if you own a property, it is your property. And as such, you should be able to do with that property as you damn well please. Anything other than that is ultimately nothing more than authoritarian socialist word salad designed specifically to subjugate your true property ownership rights while simultaneously not only getting you to agree to being subjugated, but actually convincing you to feel good about your subjugation as well. Ownership, ownership means just that. Ownership, and it, you know, it was the understanding and adherence of this principle that previous generations understood and respected. It's part of the social contract, you know. And anything other than that is not democratic. Pure and simple, it represents in reality the exact opposite, tyranny. I believe that, <clears throat> you know, many younger people today recognize this flaw in the system. And because of that, they do not want to buy into literally a system of property ownership which is ultimately schizophrenic. On the one hand, it's proclaiming all the benefits of supposed virtues and pride of home ownership. Then, in the very next sentence, giving them a long list of all the things they cannot do with their property without breaking the law, which, as I already said, is schizophrenically contradictory. So where did all this uh, this shit start? You might rightfully ask me that question, and I'll simply answer. It started where many ideas come from, Washington, D.C. The much more important and somewhat elusive question is why? Well, our government once actually established, was intended as a representative-based Republican, which is why supposedly the famous words were uttered from Ben Franklin when he was being asked about what kind of government 
Well, we have. And he said, a republic, if we can keep it. Now, it turns out Mr. Franklin's words were quite prophetic because, in real terms, America existed as a republic for a very short time. As very quickly, those representatives did a very good job of representing, as in enriching, just as they do today, themselves. Ultimately, your property rights as a citizen today are essentially known void. Yes, they love to give great, heartwarming, damn speeches extolling the virtues of liberty while simultaneously, in reality, going above and beyond to do everything in their power to dismantle liberty behind the scenes. And yes, that absolutely means your property rights. So, hopefully by now, you're getting a better picture of why so many Americans, especially those in their 20s and 30s, they seem so angry and disillusioned. It's because they are, and they have every damned right to be. I'd like to briefly add, just as a simple timeline marker, if you want to call it that, of someone and something that took place January 17th, 1961. On that date, President Dwight Eisenhower gave his farewell speech which was televised. Eisenhower, the 34th president, was a Republican, and in my opinion, our last great president. Eisenhower was the last to preside over anything remotely resembling a true democracy, and in his famous last speech, televised, watch his demeanor very carefully. Eisenhower was trying to tell the American people something very important. That there are powerful people doing things behind the scenes. And of course, his brief statements about the military-industrial complex. It's really quite chilling. As well as thought-provoking. You can check it out yourself. It's, um, it's on YouTube. So in essence... When we're talking about property rights, it's important to clarify whose property rights. Now, make absolutely no mistake about this. There are currently two very broad sets of social rules and laws, and this, of course, includes property rights, which are very different for the wealthy and powerful than for the rest of us. The people, the peons, you know, folks like you and I. The wealthy's property rights are respected. Ours, by and large, are not. They, generally speaking, live on private estates, quite often with their own security, private police, and are not faced with unannounced police stormtrooper-style invasions and or seizures of our personal property at any hour of the damn day or night. For us peons, however, such is not the case. 
We as a society have slowly been convinced to accept such behaviors as normal and should not put up with much of a complaint. When a group of big burly thugs smash in your door of your home at 3 a.m., weapons drawn, screaming for you to get down on the floor and taking your property, usually your computer, laptops, or any firearms, only to meekly apologize when it turns out they did all this to the wrong house. Never mind your family was terrified. In some cases, either elderly live-ins or elderly people still living in their own home died of heart attacks because of this shit. And if I may point out just one more example of authoritarian bullshit, I'd like to mention the HOA or Homeowners Association as is properly known. If you buy any property, be it a house, townhouse, apartment, condo, I mean, you, you name it, it is subject to HOA rules, which can be anything from what paint finish you, you know, have put on your property, works of art, you know, anything, you, you name it. It can be anything. But uh, as far as the HOA is concerned, uh, one, you could argue that most people who buy any property in an HOA have had the rules thoroughly explained to them and generally know exactly what they're getting into before they decide to buy a property within a certain HOA. Well, yeah, that's uh, often true, yeah. Um, yet, on the other hand, there are also many cases, and I have personally known people that this happened to, where homeowners got into trouble for the smallest infraction of the rules and simply couldn't believe that after being there for several years without incident, that their HOA was being such uncompromising dictatorial assholes that they decided to leave now i don't want to go into real estate or hoas i was just trying to illustrate how one core issue in this case artificially superseding and recognizing you know property rights by an hoa can easily enter into so many areas and aspects of a person's life causing a lot of turmoil where in fact there should be no turmoil at all now in conclusion folks i'll just say this if you know anything about me then you should know i'm really into personal liberty and bearing that in mind my position on personal and private property could be summarized with this short little hypothetical scenario. If you owned a home in really, say, close proximity to your neighbors, I don't know, say 30 feet or less, and uh, you wanted to start a chicken shit processing facility or a junkyard 
or your own personal nuclear power plant to power your home in your backyard and your neighbors objected to this, fine. I agree. I agree with their objections because any one of those things could be downright physically harmful or life-threatening to the neighbors. Now, on the other hand, in the same situation as far as space is concerned, and uh, let's say if I was an artist who wanted to put up a 25-foot phallus, but I was being given a hard time from the lady neighbor across the street because my 25-foot phallus was offensive to her religious sensibilities. I would not agree. And if she continued to thrust the issue at me, um, I hope you're enjoying the intentional puns, I would have no option but to tell her this. You know, Sally, I can see you're a bit angry and obviously really frustrated. But have you considered that maybe God is working through me, using me as a tool to physically show you the object of your frustrations and something I'd be more than happy to help you with? Now that's exactly what I would say, folks. Because I believe you should always try to get along with and satisfy your neighbors. Until next time, this is Ernest reminding you that there are no bad words, only bad actions. Take care.